1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
0: Fall Guy. the poster said.
2: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
0: now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at it PG 13.
3: It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host, Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to World Arm Wrestling League This Week, the first show of the new year. So it seemed like people enjoyed the close to 2019 on World Arm Wrestling League This Week and by popular demand we were asked to keep the guests that we had on the last show on the line for a little bit longer. So let's get straight back into the thick of it with three of the best heavyweights on the roster Jerry Canaret, Devon Larratt and Michael Todd and the middleweight hammer holder Rob Vigent Jr. Let's do this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. And for those of you who enjoyed the New Year's show, we've got the same guys still on the phone because it was that kind of time and we figured that we'd carry on. But last time it got a little aggressive. It got a little adversarial. So we're going to tone it down a little bit and talk about all things arm wrestling, all things New Year. Guys, how's it going? Doing good. Good. Yeah. And I forgot my manners. I'm going to introduce you one by one. We've got on the phone No Limits, Devon Larratt. How are you doing, Devon? Uh, Aka uh, Tom, come on, <laughs> never mind. Good, good time. Face Chris. Good well, we're talking about that. <laughs> we got Jerry Cadaret on the phone. How are you doing, Jerry? Yeah, I am. What's up? Rob Vigent Jr. in the motherfucking house. How's it going, brother?
2: Doing good, buddy.
3: And the heavyweight champion of the world, Monster Michael Todd, on the line. Beard and man, all. that sure
2: does sound good, doesn't it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, exciting season ahead in the World Arm Wrestling League, and I think that that entire we were on for like an hour on New Year's Eve, and for some, in some, what world do we not talk about Rob Bigney Jr. and the fact that everybody can beat him? <laughs> i mean like the only guy in the entire sport of arm wrestling who is the champ and yet yet draws that kind of disrespect everybody can beat rob bidgett junior so we talked about the fact that in 601 we'd like to see hammers on the line we'd like to see title contenders but in the background of arm wrestling generally on social media uh probably helped in no small part by the ginger ninja, the man from down under. Rob seems to come up in so many conversations, and everybody think they can crack him. So what I wanted to do, and we're going to start with the other champ on the line, Michael Todd. Who the hell should Rob Vigent Jr. pull next?
1: Man, I don't know. He's pretty much beating everybody. Uh, I would say Todd Hutchins drops weight and goes and pulls him. Oof.
0: Oh, I was yeah, going to say the
1: same
3: thing. Is that before or after you pull him? <laughs> Sorry, mate. Couldn't resist that one. No, yeah, it
1: made sense once I said it, but then I thought, oh, shit.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you were like, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) So, if let's say, well, we know that from speaking to Todd, we know that Todd's got no plans right now to do that. He wants to stay. In fact, Todd said he wants to crack one of the top guys in the sport. He wants to have a go uh, at one of the guys on this call or Chafee. That's where his aspirations lie. Yeah, so that's what about you,
2: stupid. Right? That's... Yeah, you don't think he can beat any of those guys? Well, listen, let me just say my piece on that, right? It's a win-win. Um, I could jump up the super heavyweight and say, I want to pull fucking Dave Chafee, and everyone's going to pat me on the back if I lose, and there's no threat to my current legacy, which the big argument is, who's the best 205 to come out of North America, right? Maybe the world. And everybody throws Todd in there, and his legacy is almost cemented. The only thing he can do by coming back down is get that legacy tarnished because people already gave him the crown. Him Mm -hmm. jumping up and pulling Jerry, I never seen a guy get blown so hard for losing 3 0. (laughs) 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 And that's the truth. He could stay up there, and God bless him. If that's what he wants to do, fuck off, go do your thing. But understand that it is a winning. Situation to be in. He's banging with guys that even if he loses 3 0, people still look at this dude like he's a 205 guy. He's fucking rolling into events at 250, but they're like, oh, he's a little guy and he's still banging with the heavyweights. Motherfucker, losing 3 0 is not banging. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) but let's be honest here. Rob, you gotta take
3: your hat off. I know, like, I know you and Todd have had your your relationship issues in the past and stuff. You, You won't be sleeping together anytime soon. But let's be honest. That man is rock strong. I mean, Todd's gone against some beasts in there. I mean, he t- he took out Marcio, he took out Mask.
2: Yeah, but him that match with him and Jerry. Marcio was split in hairs. Two things about that: I knew he was going to beat Matt because stylistically, Matt's so dependent on a hand, but I don't know where his arm is. Mm. And I knew that Todd was going to throw him for a layup, and and everyone thought I was fucking crazy for that, but he did, and uh. When he pulled Marcio, they almost had a uh, an identical match to what they had like 10 years ago in Vegas yeah, they, at the UAL. Yeah. Yep. Except that difference was Marcio won that match 3-2. This time, Todd won it 3-2, but it wasn't very different. But he, he's the guy that messed up Jerry's arm. Yeah, well, I mean, let's be honest. In that position, I mean, Jerry was pulling on the dude's forearm. I mean, I think that there are guys in the 200-pound class, no disrespect, Jerry, but if you grab me around my forearm with that level of top hand, I'm beating you. No, I know. You know? So, is he strong? Yeah, but I think there's a lot of it. It's kind of like when you talk about some of the other guys in Europe. I think that it gets really hyper-exaggerated because he's going against guys that are 300 pounds and doing well. As opposed to it doesn't look as good if he comes to 205. And even if he wins, if he struggles, it doesn't look as good as stalling a 330-pound Jerry.
3: Okay. Jerry, I think you might be on mute. That may be by accident, maybe on purpose, but either way, I'll just let oh. you know. But uh, Devin, yeah, you're, you you've been up close and personal with Todd Hutchins. Like, and I'm gonna say that when that hit the hook, it looked like he had a, a lot for you, mate. Do yeah. you are you impressed with Todd? Were you have you been impressed with Todd?
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, but I agree with everybody on the call that that I think is such a great match uh, for Rob. Yeah, I think it really does. I don't think that Rob has really been tested really in North America the last little while. I feel like yeah, there've been some good matches, but honestly, I feel like. They, they, they've just managed to wake Rob up. I've never really <coughs> watched Rob really be on the ropes. And I think it's a match that Rob can win right now. I think that it'd be great. And, and, and it looks like Todd's lighter. Like, it doesn't look like he's as heavy. So... Is, is there a catch weight there?
3: I mean, you know, does yeah, you it know, have, does it have me, to happen for the hammer, or or could could you go up a
2: little bit, Rob? Uh, like, I'll you know, come, you. let's be honest, we're coming off Christmas. Well, Do you just okay, so a that's a that's a double that's a the two two part question. Is it yeah. for a hammer? If it's going to be for a hammer, it's got to be for around about the weight that we're talking, mm. right? There is that eager side of me that much like all these guys in the super heavyweights want to pull the best guys because they want to be the best. Right now, the guy that's in the conversation that's stopping me with the masses from being considered the best is some guy that I haven't even grabbed his hand from since 2016. So I would love to, for myself, cement that. Is there a catch weight? It depends on how big because Todd Hutchings generally walks around probably 25 pounds heavier than me. So, if anything, the weight that goes over 205 is more to his comfort level, which I've never been a weight whore, but I'll make somebody suffer a little bit. If they're going to pump their
0: chest at the best 205, then make 205. Yeah, I, think, I think that it's important uh, that we do respect the weight categories and let champions be champions. I, if, I think that Rob should be allowed to just get people to pull him at 200. We get the best guys. And I think that Todd Hutchings is very, very capable of making that weight if he wants. I think it's a huge match, and I think that it's a big match. And and
3: let, so is Rob's aspiration, just that in North America. Is that what we're saying? Is there anybody else in the roster right now that excites you, or does a new guy need to come in? You know, are we looking at, are we looking at a guy who can make the weight, but isn't there now someone like Jordan Koneff? Are we looking at, are there other guys that that. Uh, are right there that just aren't in World Armrest in League yet. I mean, you know, is Philip that guy. I
2: mean, you've said it many, many I, times, then I think he, the best just, guys I think the best guys in the game, besides a handful of people in Europe, the best guys in the game, if you add up a couple continents, mm-hmm. are in the WAL right now. I don't think that there's any lurkers that we're forgetting about in the middleweight category. Your best guys in the, the North America, South America fucking Australia, whatever you want to call, are in the WAL. So there's a handful of guys you could cherry pick from Europe that make it real spicy. But the fact of the matter is, there's no guys lurking around goddamn Illinois, Wink, fucking Wink, and whoever else that are pumping their chests on social media that are remotely a problem.
3: Well, certainly not that can beat Danny Tesh. Let's just take it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: I had a name that just popped into my head that
1: he'd have to make the weight but it could be very interesting. Uh, First, is off, it Gasparini? Say, <laughs> Gasparini is who it was. Yeah. <laughs> I because yeah. I had that same name. I was like, holy shit, that could be a good match. Because yeah, I'm
2: curious about him, but he's like a, you know, he he grew an awful lot. He pulled the Prudnik gain method. He got real big, real fast. Yeah. And at 205 pounds, I'd love to pull that guy. No, well, no, that'd be interesting. I'll talk about Rob. Tell us what how, you really think. How heavy is Arsene? <laughs> I just want, I want what you guys talk about in the heavyweight class. I'm tired of always being treated like I'm the redheaded stepchild of the arm wrestling world. Cause I didn't Think go to body. I am Bowen. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but, uh, people act like, because you didn't go to Europe, you're not legit. It's, it's like, well, I don't remember any of the Europeans banging down my door. You can't deny the fact that the North America is a great arm wrestling nation. We have great arm wrestlers and we are a whole continent <laughs> And if somebody's over here running shop in a whole continent, you can't turn a blind eye and just forget that they don't exist. I could be the best guy in the world, but they won't assume just because they have geography on their side and they come from the Ukraine or Russia that they're born better.
3: Whoever's kidnapped
2: the baby, release up <laughs> yeah, That's that's me. Hey, what about Arson? <laughs> what about Arson? <laughs> Arson right now looks like Grimace from the Burger
0: King. Yeah. I think I think uh, really? what about that Bulgarian bulldog? Oh, what you mean that? Sasho? Sasho? Yeah.
3: yeah uh, well, yeah, it's Sasho legit? I think so. I I think Sasho is extraordinarily legit. Yeah. Now,
2: Sa- what about that, Rob? I mean, Sasho, what about that? You know, he's a guy that's that's pretty much won everything at some stretch of time. He's beat the best guys. I've seen him get wins on all the guys that are considered the best i just have a hard time i'll give the guy massive respect i can't get that like my my, my ass doesn't clench thinking about a guy that's got that's that small well let, let me let me
3: i i'm gonna be honest sasho i think is a great matchup i'm sure it I, is I, I, I think that i also i i like
2: Plam and dimitrov yeah, see, I don't know enough about him. The problem is is when you watch someone's highlight reel, everyone looks unstoppable. Everyone looks fucking great until they get stopped. I do think that they pull a little differently over there, and I think that some of their moves, you know, I've seen, we'll say, Nicholas Nannestad beat a guy and take Alan Makiev's hand. And mm. Alan Makiev has been a serial killer over in Europe. I've seen Nicholas Nannestad beat him, and I think that because of how they pull, there's are some areas they're really strong, but others that are easy to exploit. And I, will I'd wager my fucking kids' heads on it that they're not used to encountering somebody that is going to be able to take a hand or pull them out of their spot the way I will.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's just the way I feel. I mean, I feel like I'm in the conversation with all those guys. You'll get a whole world of internet that think I'm a that I'm fucking crazy, and I'm just skating by. I might be top three in Massachusetts if I'm lucky. Where I. I'm just open to, as long as it's done the right way, you can't just bring some guy in and give him a title shot. He's got to a Plomid Dimitriev or whatever the fuck his name is. We should probably pull somebody like Storm or, or Craig or whoever else is on the roster that's a high-level guy, Paul Lin. And then whoever wins, then throw him in the shot. You know, if he's that good, he's that good. If he wins, he wins. But it's got to be done the right way. Is
3: there anybody who tweaks your interest on the roster at the moment, mate? Any of the, Anybody? Is it Paul Lin?
2: Is, it, is anybody? Honestly, the guy that I really wanted for all the reasons I'm talking about for getting an international exposure. Of course, you don't. there's that side of you that's a little bit scared. You don't want to lose the hammer. I've been undefeated for two years. But I don't think you get extraordinary results without putting yourself in an extraordinary circumstance. And I was kind of keen on pulling Krazy, But Krasi, after winning Zlotti, had mentioned he's got no plans on getting lighter, and he wants to do top eight.
3: Yeah, he... Do, he, he... Rossi uh wants to pull big
2: yeah and he looks like he leveled up right he looks like he pulled a lot better than the guy we saw in zloty but is that because he's better or the zloty wasn't quite as good or is it a little bit of both i uh, on the roster does anyone excite me and it comes across rude but to be excited no there's nobody i feel like that's really going to make me go for it like i feel like i'm the rabbit and the Greyhounds are chasing me. I feel like I've kind of lost that chase. And, I mean, the idea of Todd coming down, knowing I'd be an underdog in a lot of eyes and all the respect he has worldwide, that would get my juices going. What so happened?
3: let us let, keep that same thing going then, and, and, I, and I want to ask Mike this, and then I want to ask Devon this. Um, Jerry's just 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 a little bit out of contention at the moment because he's got the baby with him, uh, as you can hear there when he just took it off mute. I, I can see your brother when when uh, we will come to you as well in a moment. But uh, Mike, Devon, and, and individually, starting with Mike, are we should we be learning some lessons here from the UFC, right? And what I mean by that is we've seen some of the most entertaining and exciting matches where people have crossed over. And I'm going to say that Todd Hutchins has uh, been involved in a few good matches within World Arm Wrestling League itself. But let's say we throw out some potential matches here. Let's go Wagner
0: Bortolato, Rob Bidgett Jr. Anybody like that? Um, if... if it's, it, it, Look, at right-handed, I don't know if you guys know, but Wagner has serious issues right-handed. He had some surgery on his elbow, which kind of went wrong. What about left-handed? Left-handed, oof. He's pretty good. Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Yeah, I don't know. My left is really good for 200 pounds. I don't think it's quite – Wagner is a world elite super heavyweight, and I respect that. And at one point in time when my left was rolling strong, I'd be curious – I know where I'm at, and I think for 200 pounds, I'm pretty bad, fucking dude, right now. Lefty, but I don't know. I won't be so big-headed to say world super heavyweight elite either. All
3: right, okay. Let me
2: throw one out there.
1: We'll quick, keep rolling I'm with jump this. Into that, real quick. I would actually like to pull Wagner left-handed.
3: Oh uh, uh, no, that one. We're gonna yeah, we're yeah, gonna, gonna hold that thought, Mike. Hold that thought saying, for a that's second. One that I wouldn't mind having back. What about Matt Mask, Rob Vigent Jr wait? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Great, like match. That match. Great match. I really like that match. Like, legit. I, I really, really like that match. And I know Rob knows that. I've said it before when we were, you know, semi-drunk.
2: But- yeah, you know what I like about that match most is 99% of people would think that Matt will just steamroll me because he's just such a big explosive top roller. And I, I think that the consensus is people would think it would be a humongous mismatch but i tr- i think i go in with a lot more torque and i think that he's not used to dealing with somebody he can't really exploit through their hand. Mm.
0: And, and so Matt has not actually been able to really make the transition that well he struggles to get big even when Matt looks like a giant guy but even when he comes in big he rarely touches two fifty. He's normally like two forty-eight. Oh, the man is shred let's be honest, that guy is
3: ripped to yeah. bit. When we yeah. were when we were over where was it LA? Where when we were in LA, yeah, it was. It was in LA. Yeah. He was criminally vascular. Dude yeah. looked like a six foot six hard on. Yeah. Just
2: absolutely shredded. See, so, you know what's great about that match too for from my end is for the glory whore that's a great match for me because that's win-win if people mm-hmm. ask me people expect it and it's like wow you did good you got in there you nutted up as a 200 pound guy but if i beat him i'm all of a sudden thrust into a world where i'm in i'm in conversations amongst top super heavyweights so people do you like considering... that Rob? is
3: that a match you'd like to would you like to pull that mask
2: i told him yeah Yeah, I'd have to look at the docket. That's a guy that's much like Marcio Barbosa with his jogginess and his pumping. So I'd have to look at the docket of how long the season is and hammer title defenses. Is it just an exhibition match? You know what I mean? I don't want to find myself getting banged on, but I think I'm pulling enough and conditioned enough that, you know, when I pulled Marcio years back and got hurt, I did that kind of off the couch and really unconditioned. So my body was, you know, I got hurt. I think I would be able to sustain what Matt would bring, and uh, I think over the course of five rounds, I could. it could really surprise people, and it, it's a big glory match.
3: Ladies and gents, we've got to take a short break just there, but please do not run away, as we will be right back in just a few. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get straight back into the thick of things with Jerry Canaret, Devon Larratt, Michael Todd, I'm Rob Vigent Jr. I'm going to come to Mike. Obviously, Mike, we've spoken in the past and you were saying on the last uh, podcast about when a guy's cleaned the division. You know, he's put, and at the beginning of this call, when I spoke to you, said, well, I don't know, that's tough. He's pulled everybody there is to pull. So, is it is it good then that Rob sort of starts experimenting a bit by not necessarily putting on too much weight, but just sitting outside the title picture because there isn't a relevant threat right now because he's beaten them all start pulling guys like matt which is a great one um while he lets you know ryan bowen pull other guys he lets justin bishop pull craig tuye he lets
2: paul lynn pull blm i don't know yeah i think there's a lot of unanswered questions with Mm. all that class i do i think that there's an
1: agree. i think that um that they need to find a clear number one contender to pull Rob. Rob's mm-hmm. the champ. He shouldn't be penalized for being dominant. If you can't get Todd Hutchins to come down for a title match, you let Rob pick the guy that he wants to pull outside the division. That's my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And
2: on that, though, even Todd Hutchins coming down, if he comes down to 205, he hasn't been uh, in that class for years. He, even with his credentials, I think would have to, at that weight, establish and pull somebody like Craig Tullier or if he's no. Rob
0: Plumman. You don't think so? No, man. If he he says it,
1: just give it to him. Well, he was the champ before you, right? So that's kind of – that's the thing. He was kind of forced to go up out of your class, you know, uh, what I was told. And Mm. uh, so, I mean, you've been the undisputed champ since. He's the previous champ. In my opinion, you want to get that win back to prove that you're the best.
2: Yeah, and I haven't even grabbed him. It's going on three and a half years now. I haven't even touched him in three and a half years. So I like it, but – where you're saying if there's nobody else, there's two ways you can look at it. You could either like let me build an awesome resume, like when they used to feed guys to Tyson just to keep them on TV and he would slay them. You could feed me guys like that. Maybe somebody will surprise all of us and show up way more ready than we expected. And I just keep building a resume. Or it's non-title matches and you put me against guys like Bat Mask and Tom Nelson or whoever the fuck else.
1: Mm-hmm. I love the way you talk about beating people to you. That's never going to happen to me,
2: but that sure does sound good. <laughs> yeah, well, it, listen, I've suggested it for two years now. It hasn't happened to me either. No shit.
0: <laughs> Michael, if, if I lose to you in April, I'll yeah. go down and I'll pull Rod at 205. You, right. Well, let's talk around your opponent, man.
3: Let, let, let's I let's talk. I love I love I that the moment you mentioned April and a match there, suddenly Jerry's mute button comes off and all I get <laughs> is a goddamn baby. But Jerry's like, Never hey, we're we'll talking about the match in April. I'm in it. Nice work, Jerry Catarette. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. He is. He's listening. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. He, he, ain't he, get, he ain't getting no gimme. He's not getting <laughs> gimme.
3: He might have a crying baby literally in his arms. But if anybody's pulling Mike in April, he wants to be that guy.
1: <laughs> That's me. That's me. We're gonna we're gonna score a squad to settle.
3: Now then, Mike, we're gonna go back to a comment that you made a moment ago and we're gonna have some fun with this one. Left handed right. you want Wagner. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Um, me through that because that's happened before, and it didn't go too good. No, it didn't. Uh,
1: 2010, the arm came apart in 2018, last year. Uh, it was kind of thrown on me the last minute. It was like, hey, would you pull Wagner? I'm like, sure, whatever. And that dude destroyed me. Like, I've never been beat that bad left hand in my life. And I, I believe that um, it may have given me a false sense of how strong he was because mm. because of what Devin did to him. You know what I'm saying? But it might have been just my arm wasn't healthy. I don't know, but either way in, in, in the WAL in, in this league, I I think I shine very well in, uh, in the pressure situation like this. And that would be a match that you could hype very well, especially with the previous footage that you have from arm wars. So, yeah, I mean, I I would love that match. And I, I love Wagner. He's just a great dude. He's such a, he's such a good dude, but he's also so charismatic. He's such a great character. And I think we could put on an exciting match. As long as I can stop the match, if mm-hmm. I can stop the match, then it's going to be a, a barnstorm or just crazy, you know. But, uh, you know, it'd give me a reason to train my left. If yeah. not, just, you know, give me Devin left-handed.
3: No, I, well, I got I got one for Devin. I got one for Devin. Uh, because all the – I get, like, I get messages. Just rant, people message me week in, week out. They say this, they say that. You know what? Why is Ryan Espy not getting a shot at all ca- <laughs> Canadians sending me about Ryan Espy getting a shot at you left-handed? What the hell is going on there, Devin? Is I mean, have you ever pulled before, you and Ryan on the left? Yeah. So I what where's stop. the rationale? Walk me through the history here.
0: Um there was oh my god, it was so long ago. It was like two thousand and like one or two, I don't know. So I was uh, competing in the 220 division at the time, and uh, I had just beaten Luke Reimer, who yep. I don't know if you guys remember, he was really good. Yeah, he was a really good puller. Uh, anyway, so I was ranked at the time number one in Canada. i was just starting to creep up on the super heavyweight guys. Uh, but then there was the Calgary. Stampede. There was like a Calgary Stampede event. Anyways, John Brazek went there. John was light. He was like, I think he was around 95 at the time. And uh, Luke was big. He was like 240 at the time. And Luke cracked him. Uh, Luke pinned him a couple times. Yep. Uh, that was enough to put Luke Reimer ahead on the rankings, and it actually gave him the number one spot. Uh, he's from BC. I'm from Ontario. We met halfway. We met in Portage, uh, De la Prairie or whatever, where Ryan's from. Mm. Uh, so there was basically three guys ahead of everybody. There was Luke Reimer, Ryan Espy, and myself. Yeah. Uh, and I ended up winning both the right hand and the left hand that day over over the field. And, uh, yeah, I think I think I pulled Ryan that day. Either way, I finished ahead of him. So, is that a match you'd like on the left arm? Do you, do you feel well, like there's any? Like, to me, I mean, I have personal issues with uh, that whole, you know, I, I don't like those guys, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I just don't even want to be near them, to tell you the truth. Yeah. I don't want to be near him. I don't want to be near that other little midget because I know that bad things are going to happen. If, but if, let's say you were near him. Can you crack him left-handed? Yeah, he's a big bowl of porridge. He's <laughs> like a big bowl of porridge that I'm not interested in.
3: Okay, that was clear. Yeah.
0: Wow. So.
3: Tell us how you're like
0: really- me and Devin laughing? <laughs>
3: Let, no, here's another one. Here's another one. Okay. Let's 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 talk about the whole lightweight picture right now. Because that's kind of a weird scenario. It's a little bit like Mike spoke about very accurately on the last podcast, podcast. where he said, you know, you've got Fear who's the champion, but just got cracked by Marlin. And in my mind, Marlon Kleinsmith, in my mind, Marlon Kleinsmith is the champion. It was too you know, too dominant. 3-0. Yeah. And I bet if you pull up Fia, who's one of the most honest people you could ever wish to meet, she'd probably say she doesn't feel like the champion. She'd need to beat Marlin before she did. Okay? So, similar situation. you got Sam Harris, who's a lovely dude. And he's a very honest guy. A very straight block. I'm sure he doesn't feel like the champion. Regardless yeah. of the fact that Tony missed weight. But we also know that Tony... Is injured, just had surgery, and he's out for a long time. So the lightweight division's in a weird place right now. How yeah. Does, who do you see as that? What's the progression in your mind? we're going to start with Rob.
2: Well, first of all, when Tony missed weight, I told Sam in Atlanta, I was like, you know, I I get the warrior spirit, but I knew there'd be this asterisk next to his being a champ for forever. And Tony could have weighed in at 210 pounds. Missing weight is missing weight. And we don't really know what he really weighed and how much he missed by. That's like getting pulled over by the cops. And you know the motherfucker can smell beer on your breath. So you're not going to tell him you didn't drink. But what's everyone say? Oh, I had two beers. You had 2,000. It doesn't matter. You're just saying just enough to be guilty but not super guilty so you get some empathy. So Mm -hmm. he's saying you missed the weight by two pounds because it's like I missed it. At that point in time, it could have been a half a pound or two, 200 pounds. So I'm like, no, I, I cannot be made to believe that he's going to come in at 167.5 in arm wrestle Sam. He's going to come in at like 195. And that match was close enough that I just don't think that there was a win in it for Sam unless he dominated that match. And now he's got this asterisk next to it, which in my opinion, that was an exhibition match with a 200-pound man against a 165-pound guy who made weight. Mm-hmm. I think Sam's the champ. With that being said, uh, there are some interesting lightweights that could come in, and also, you know, Giannis competed last year and looked amazing. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Now Giannis, yeah, Giannis is the Giannis is the next.
2: And, and see, those guys are super lucky that they have someone like that in their class that unifies the world. Where Giannis mm-hmm. has had such world success, kind of how we talk about going abroad uh, with the European guys in my weight and the heavyweight they've got a guy that's got really broad success for a long time all over the world. So yeah. he really legitimizes that class.
3: And here's the thing, right? When we did Atlanta, so many guys, I hope you're enjoying the show out there. Anybody who's listening, when we did Atlanta, so many guys were saying, Oh, we wish that had run longer. You know, we wish that show had gone on longer. Well, we've gone on longer for these last two episodes and we're going to go on longer now, but one of the comments that was made out in Atlanta, I think it was by Devon, actually said, look, you know, before this guy expires, we should bring in crazy George. And I said, yeah. And the other guy that we'd like to see would be Engin Terzi. And everybody's yeah. like, Oh yeah, definitely. How's
2: everybody feel about that? Cause Engin wants in bad. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he's been getting in good shape too. Yeah. He's going to be tough to handle. He's got so much. He's such a polished arm wrestler. Um, but then again, it's one of those things where the guys. We Sam's Sam's a great puller. I mean, uh, Giannis is a great puller. I don't know how they match up with him. He's definitely super legit, and he's been winning everything. You know, mm-hmm. Eng has been. What do you do? Go three two with Makarov? Yes. So you got a guy that's legitimately on a given day. He's won world championships. He, he's won Zlatis. He's done one Moldova or whatever he did. You know, he's done everything.
0: I so think- Jerry. Oh, sorry. Go, Def. Yeah, sorry for jumping in. I, I think Engen is basically everybody's father. I feel like uh, you bring him in and he's going to teach a lot of people a lesson. I think he will elevate the whole lightweight class.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, do, 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 do you
0: agree?
3: Does he come in yeah. and, and just bury everyone?
1: Yeah, I absolutely believe that. I mean, he's, he's like a man on a mission. To see his transformation, he looks like he's, he's becoming unstoppable.
2: But I think somebody like Giannis is looking so strong, too and he's probably so polished with all those guys to some level that he might be able to throw the brakes on and make it interesting if they got, you know, tied together. Mm. A name is my hands-on favor with everybody except Crazy George, but he probably does have angles that he could be thrown for a loop. Like, I mean, you could bring over someone like Mindaugas, and then that changes the landscape of the whole, you know, tournament as well.
3: Yeah, Teracetus is an interesting proposition and another guy that, that I think's right there on the fringe of getting getting that call because we've I've spoken to Mindaugas. He wants him badly. He's an outspoken individual and I think Mindaugas in some respects sits right in the right in the thick of things. Yeah. And, uh, you know there's so many matches there that are entertaining um him and Tom Holland they've already pulled left-handed I know Tom dominated left-handed with Mindaugas, but right-handed if Tom can get healed up again that's another great opportunity you, you look at Mindaugas versus another furious top roller, like in, you know and that's quite interesting. Sam Harris, very interesting. I mean, do, 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 do you guys feel like, uh, and again, start with Mike on this, do you feel like Teresaitis could come in and just run over somebody like Harris?
1: Did I feel like who could
3: do it? Mindaugas Teresaitis.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Mindaugas, I
3: thought, was a 70-kilo for so I don't He's, know if necessarily he would You know, he, let, Let's just say he is, if he pulls yeah. at W. But, to be honest, mate, it's Jeff Hale not, you know. Uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, I got you. I would say that that could be a very good match. Sam Harris is a great arm wrestler. Um, I I think Giannis and Sam needs to happen to to find out who the real champ is. I mean, obviously, Sam's been the champ the last couple years, but uh, I think that match needs to happen, in my opinion. Uh, Obviously, introducing Crazy George and Ingan Tursey in the mix. It's just a spectacular decision by everyone. Uh, having another Kingsley representative out there would be amazing. Uh, you do
3: realize that this letter bombs on the way to your house, like right now, is making that sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so um, I, I would, lo- I'd love to see all that, man. I think, I think everything's, uh, you know, moving in the right direction. Definitely get some more uh, international pullers in. To let us see some more matches. I know they've talked about possibly extending the season to having more, even more shows. More. So yeah, we we got a lot of opportunities out there. Um, and you know, since I introduced left-handed last year with Devin and Wagner, you know that might be something we start seeing a little bit more of. But yeah, I, I definitely think Mendogis is a threat because he's a, he's an exceptional puller. But you know, we know Ingen has beat Mendogis. So Ingan is the guy, in my opinion, that, that shocked the world. Or not didn't shock the world, comes in and proves his dominance. Um, but if you felt crazy Georgia it makes you have the angriest
3: Turk ever. You know what yeah.
2: I'm
3: saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's one
2: for you then. Do you yeah, I don't that? think I don't uh, think uh, Sam Harris gets enough love. Sam Harris is, is is really skilled and I don't think he gets enough credit because he's not European. But if Sam Harris was the exact same puller and the exact same uh, skill set, and you added like a V at the end of his name, where it was like Harriskov. he'd be unfucking touchable in the world's eyes. But because he's uh, a WAL guy, everyone thinks he's just gonna get mopped by any new dude that comes in.
3: Well, he's gonna get the, I think it's pretty set that he's gonna get the opportunity to silence the critics very soon when he pulls the Jedi because that's coming and it's coming hard you know that, yeah. that, that's a match but I mean that's
2: a guy too Giannis has wins on guys like Zoloev so I mean losing to him even if it happens does take away your legitimacy just because that's like saying Vitali lost his legitimacy losing to Levan no, no I don't think Sam can legitimacy.
3: lose his legitimacy he's a bad man
2: yeah he's he's an amazing puller I don't yes, think he, he gets is. enough credit all our champions are getting shit on huh what the fuck <laughs> I know
3: <laughs> Well, what about this? Irina Gladkaya, Ekaterina Nikasheva, Ekaterina Afanina. Three massive names from Eastern Europe in the ladies' division, which let's talk about things that don't get enough love. I'm all about loving the (laughs) ladies. If you hear anything like whistle and then like a bump... That will be my wife. Throwing so a shoe. But outside of that, those three girls, Afanina, Ekaterina, I mean, Nikashiva comes over, instant fan base. Glad Kaya, instant fan base. You know, these are people that huh? have got big, big reputations in the world of female arm wrestling. And waiting for them right now in World Arm Wrestling League, you've got... The reigning champion of the world, undefeated. I'm going to say, she le- had to because of the decisions of her nation, moving away from World Arm Wrestling Federation. She had to vacate the title, but she left undefeated, and she's, in my mind, the people's champion of the World Arm Wrestling League, Marlin Kleinsmith. And if she's not the girl who's currently got the hammer, you know, as far as writing goes, Varesek. So, mm-hmm. what a series of matches we got there in the ladies division. I mean, talk about legitimise it, Devon. You, you obviously a big fan of the ladies' sport. That's some serious match potential right there, mate.
0: Yeah, no question. Gotta see it. Gotta get those girls' visas. Uh, They're their main event material every single time. And I think if we look at the other side of the ladies bracket,
3: problematic, Gabriela Vasconcelos. Who
2: the hell wants that match? Yeah, you gotta put her against Mindaga's Tarasitis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I love? She was on,
3: uh, she was on, uh, I don't know whether it, it might have been the Arm Crossfire podcast. She was on one podcast and they actually asked her, you know, do you pull me? Would you like to pull me? You know who she said? Sam Harris. She said, well, oh she my was, God. I, she, I, I'm telling you, Gabriella said, I was looking at Sam Harris in the bar when we were having a drink after the tournament, and I was weighing up in my mind, could I crack him? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: How good is that?
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's some funny stuff right there. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> See, the dude gets no love. Mate, I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, my God. That is like... How, how strong is Gabby? I don't know enough about the female world as far as what's across the seas. I'll say as much as I'll argue that the Europeans aren't ahead of us well, in man-arm wrestling, I'll say that for girls, they seem to be a good bit ahead of the curve. And I really keep my eyeball on it because I got two daughters that are coming up in the sport that really, really love it. So I see where the sport's growing. But, I mean, I got to think that right now that is in a spot like we're in with the super heavyweight yeah like Michael that there's really very few people even on the planet they're going to be able to talk with her. Well, the, you know what the
3: interesting thing is though in that ladies' division, I, I, I always think like um, arm wrestling matches are best when they're just made made at a you've just got a great match, okay? Uh, and. For me, maybe the best matches in the heavyweight division, the ladies right now, which we haven't seen, are operating in that tier just below it. Okay? Uh, Mike, I think you might have a lot of background interference, mate. Can you hit mute for a sec? It's not me. I'm, I'm sitting here all quiet and stuff. Oh, is that Jerry's? It might be at Jerry's. I don't know. If there's a, we got what Somebody's got a lot of interference coming in at Matt. We do apologize for any of the listeners. We're going to get in it right. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we basically aren't seeing some of those ladies' matches. Let's say, for example, you know, maybe Angela Matthews, Christina Flicker. You know, is that a great matchup? Or are there other matches up there that aren't getting talked about? Is it Nancy Nations? Is it who's out there, uh, the North America, who's out there that Europe in that tier slightly below the monster class, slightly below the Gabby's and the Sarah's, bless her when she heals up,
0: Nancy. Well,
2: I think, I think Angie Rose has looked pretty fucking strong. So you got to find someone that can see, like, give her a trace around. Like, is she moving up to that elite mm-hmm. elite level? Is she the top of, you know, the B class? Or is she, you know, somewhere creeping into the door of the A class? We don't know, but she's looked really, really powerful.
0: Nancy Locke versus Chris Regain. I love
3: it, Devin. I like that match. Love that match. I mean that's that's just an ace match. You got two two people there who are just entertaining. I mean even yeah. if the match sucks they're entertaining.
2: Yeah, someone's getting bit and thrown in an armbar. <laughs> oh, hey, who's the girl who karate chopped Valerie in the neck?
0: <laughs> you going to bring her out with this Oh no, oh, that was the ham- that was the the Russian import. She, no, was, yes. you know, she was swinging around her head She hit herself in the head She remember? bumped her fucking
2: head with the hammer Nancy, awesome. Two of the best things I ever saw in arm wrestling Were per her She fucking punched the girl in the neck yeah. On the table with her own hand
0: Yeah that was awesome yeah.
2: <laughs> You gotta bring her in Against Nancy Locke Cause that sideshow shit What that could become Is 100% might be better than any arm wrestling match and what was. It? it was with a W wasn't it
0: her last
2: name? It was Natalia. It was Nadia, Nadia
0: something. Nadia, 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 Nadia. Nadia. and she—you know—came she she over she against Chicago. She used to shout,
3: "Nadia Nadia!" Yeah, and she's still knocking about. What? There's, there's a lot of ladies' talent out there that has not yet been well, showcased. I'll tell but you, it,
0: there, there's now. a young girl up here in Canada who is really good. She's really young. She's like 16 or 17. Her name's Ursula. She just won the nationals. I pulled with her the other weekend. She's really, really good. Wait, mate. She's like uh 125, maybe.
3: Whoa. Get
2: you it know, with that little that little Swedish girl that came over and pulled Valerie.
3: Yona. Yona Blinn. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, she was good. She likes there's, the carbon. There's right a in.
3: lot of girls out there. I mean, Eleanor Pearson would fall into that same category you know and others I mean my god there's so it's no white there's there's loads there's so many not not to mention uh some of the Cassak girls the the, the the little Turk world champion I love her you know there are so many uh so many guys out there that are just that should be in there. Baby versus Rashetnik Yeah I mean you can go on and on.
2: Oh, can well, I, I think also it's great say, that it's growing in that level. I think it's great that they're growing it and, and giving it due, due justice. Having daughters that, that really want to come up in it, I think it's great that the opportunity could be, you know, that I see it on a worldwide level having a a, a big heartbeat. Am I am I the only dude in the world
3: that sees World Arm Wrestling Federation's 110 kilo class, looks at the, 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 the Zaranov and thinks, Jesus Seranov is an absolute monster. I mean, I don't know who that is. Uh, the literally look at the go to the World Arm Wrestling uh, Federation Championships. Like watch the one ten final. You know, he pulls, uh, he pulls in the one ten final against Matyshenko, actually, and just check check that out. Jesus. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, he beat him. Yeah, mate, he beats every. He's a animal. Man looks like a blacksmith, like a giant blacksmith, and he is rock strong, like comedy strong, you know?
2: I'm so, sure there's guys out, there. the problem is, is every Tom, Dick, and Harry that thinks that they win their local event is crying to get in the door, so there's got to be some sort of cultivation or elimination process because everybody thinks that they belong in a slot. I mean, I think you should kick off, if you really want to kick off the fucking season, I think 601 should be a series of like four-way or eight-way fucking like death matches, and like the top two in each move on to a WAL card or some something well, I, like I, that. Well, I think there's a
3: lot of matches that are going unnoticed that are sitting just below the elite elite level, and I would love to see more cards because you got guys sat in there like you know Farid Osmanli, for example, for the artist formerly known as Farid Osmanov. Very yeah. man that comes in and starts competing with some of the guys, like sitting just below uh, the, the 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 absolute upper tier. Mate, war after war. There are some great matches there. Left arm, right arm, awesome. Sir Anoff, as I say, if he comes over, another awesome competitor. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of if you incorporate right left hand too, it changes the whole landscape and rankings and who sits where it opens a lot of opportunity but the problem is you can't even get right arm sorted out without a lot of questions you know you would need a year round schedule to sort this and the fact of the matter is there's always going to be butthurt people that can't get in for one reason or another it's it's you know who the fuck knows
3: well, guys, the, the 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 fellas out there, listeners, if you're listening to the podcast, if you're enjoying what you hear here tonight, we'd like you to message World Arm Wrestling League. Let let us know. Let us know who you want to see, guys. We've got to wrap it up right there, but I want to say thanks to all of you for coming on the show. Uh, happy New Year, Mother Fluffers.
1: Yeah, uh, happy new year. Same to you, Neil. Always
2: a pleasure, Always a pleasure. times, guys. I don't know which one of you guys I'll see at 6.01, but I'm assuming I'll be there. Yeah,
1: I'll be be there against Mike. There you go,
3: guys. (laughs) Unfortunately, ladies and gents, that is all we have time for in this, the first show of 2020. Hope you enjoyed the show, and I want to say a massive thank you to our guests, Michael Todd, Devin Larratt, and Jerry Cadaret, and we can't forget Rob Vigent Jr. I also want to say a massive thanks to all of you guys for once again taking your time to tune in and check us out here, and I hope you will again same time next time here on the World Arm Wrestling League This Week with me, Neil Pickup. Take it easy, peeps.